Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you'd like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beat you hear behind me right now and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace Ha Beats on YouTube and at Ace Ha Beats on SoundCloud. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the crazy labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whatever you're looking for to satisfy your health and wellness needs, they have you covered. They even have a whole section of their site that is dedicated to vegan, paleo, keto, and dairy-free products. Just go to the newly revamped truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You won't regret it and you will never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out their email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to raisedontheradiostl.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Paul Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland. As usual, I have a question starting out. And I there's a band that I have liked for quite a long time. And I've noticed that I in the circle of people that like me and you are both kind of in, or that are a circle of people that we both talk to quite a bit yeah i've heard this band name quite a bit and i'm wondering if it's just because they had a massive influence on a lot of people and if you can tell me what the influence is or why and that band is amberlin i like amberlin a lot i've liked them for a long time but i've heard them i've heard that name that band name quite a few times by quite a few people that we both know and so is it is it because of time period? Is it because of the genre of music? Uh, it, do they have anything that makes them really stand out from a lot of other bands around that time? What, what do you think? Man, that's a good one. I was not expecting you to say that, by the way. <laughs> that, was, that, that was a total curveball <laughs> for you to say that, man. That, wow. I, I have to like, I need a moment. Like, let me think here. Uh, I was totally like thinking like you were going to name someone like Pantera or something like that. I was, like, <laughs> um, well, let me ask you this. So the people that talk about them, what what do they say? 
Well, I've just heard, um, so like Al Coretta, he mentioned them uh, just in passing, okay. but he was talking about uh, they were at the When We Were Young Festival, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he, I don't know, he had mentioned something like, uh, you know, he would, if Anne Berlin and somebody else is playing at this stage, of course he's going to that stage instead of going to see this band or whatever. Um, but I, I believe I've heard several, you know, other, uh, other band dudes to, uh, just talk about them, about them being influential. And I'm just wondering from a musician point of view, is it the whole band in general? Is it, uh, the, the, the lead singer? Like what, what, is there something that made that band stand out from everyone else for people that are in the circle of people that we talk to that you would think? Yeah, well, I, I I know as someone who has played with them and has met them, when I met them, I was very happy to meet them because they, for me at the time when they when they came out, uh, when they came out, like sort of scene music, emo music, you know, hot topic music was kind of ruling whatever mainstream rock was at the time mm-hmm. back in the 2000, you know, early mid 2000s. They were not afraid to kind of be a little more rock and roll, a little less emo, a little more rock and roll. Now they looked emo, right? They looked the part, but they had like, they were really riffy, uh, but still very poppy. And that's why I appreciated them. And I remember the band, the band that I was in at the time, the, the song that I sent you last night. Yeah. We all loved that band because it was like, Everything that we we thought we were doing well, which was like really riffy guitars, um, you know, dueling riff guitars with pop sort of vocals and and hard hitting drums, like so. Like they they had they had a uh, fuck me. What's the record called? I am so bad at names. Is I don't want to fuck it up. Is it the big? Because the... then it's just gonna. What what are we what year are we talking? Are are we talking before like feel good drag and Yes, it's before it. Okay. Hold on. Okay. I'll tell I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I am so bad at names of records and songs and and I don't want to fuck it up because then it just contradicts everything I'm saying here. Hold on. Is Blueprints for the Black Market. Jesus. It came okay. out in two thousand three. Okay. So w- when that came out, we all discovered it and we were like, Oh shit, like this is this is what we're this is what we're talking about. This is what, this is it. So for me and just the circle of people I was with in that year or those years leading up to, you know, never take friendship personal, which was their next record two years later, uh, huge deal. And I think that's what it was, but they also had, they were a Christian band. So I think that actually added a lot into it, you know, as far as their appeal goes, but I think they had, they were carrying massive potential with an even heavier weight of expectations okay because they got signed to a major label they were expected to be the next the used the next oh really okay you know oh yeah yeah and that was just the again the people that i met and i you know i met having met them and met people that worked with them several times i think that's what the buzz was is like this is the next band like this is this is it so were they they Uh, were so by you explaining it this way, they were pretty mainstream before like feel good drag and breaking or do you no, think no, th- no. they hit? No, they weren't mainstream at all. That's w- okay. Not they were mainstream to us. Okay. Like in our circle of friends. Right. Yeah. They right. were the band for us. Okay. But no, they weren't mainstream at all. Okay. Um, they were barely there. You know, they had a, 
they were probably playing honestly like creepy crawl size venues okay. to 50 people you know yeah but they had the added benefit of being labeled as a christian band so they could go on tour with those christian bands who were playing big places yeah so they got a heavy dose of like the big places really early on okay you know um so i think that really helped you know i think well i'll, I'll say this i don't think they were a disappointment by any means but i think like Critically speaking, they did get a lot of praise, but I think like sales, I think everyone kind of expected them to kind of sell more than they did as far as record sales went, but who cares? Uh, they put out some really great records. Cities is a great record, which came out, uh, was their third record. Now I'm starting to remember them. Um, and they actually just brought out a record year and a half ago, I want to say, and it's really good. They're really good at what they do. I think they have their own thing. Um, so, I mean, and I think I know who you're talking about besides Al, who's who's bringing them up. I think it's for the same reasons. I think they just had a really different flavor than your sort of, I want to choose my words wisely here. I think they had a different flavor than your sort of everyday bands like that were popular at the time, like The Used, Taking Back Sunday, you know, I think they're a little more rock and roll riff heavy. Yeah. You know, I, but that's just the way that I always perceived it and the, why I always enjoyed it. But would you, but Man, you, would still, a, you would still agree that if, it, if non mute, non musician people who, if they name Amberlynn, they're probably going to say feel good drag, right? Because of that, um, that's probably one, like, would that not be the most mainstream song that they had probably, or the the most radio played song they had probably? I would say it was that one or it was, uh, I think breaking got played quite a bit too, but it was off that yeah. same record. Uh, what was that? You said breaking? Yeah. How's that go? I just listened to it a while ago. I can't. Uh... Well, okay. Let me, I take this back. So the feel good drag, the record never take friendship personal. So that wasn't when that came out, there was paper thin him, which was huge on like indie MTV type shit, you know? Okay. Yeah. And the feel, feel good drag obviously was huge for them, but you know, what's kind of crazy is that they redid that song for their next record. See, so that song has actually been done twice. That's what I was confused on. I was looking through their yeah. catalog on Apple Music, and it was showing like New Surrender was the album name, right? Orig is that originally mm -hmm. what the album was? And then I guess the next no. album? No. No, so they recorded it two albums before it actually came out. Yeah, Breaking was a huge one, too. Okay. Um, so yeah, they, they put it on. It, it was on Never Take Friendship Personal, and it did okay for them, and I think everyone knew what that song was. And then when... New Surrender came out, which was their major label debut, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see. Let me yeah, make that, sure. uh, you make breaking hearts look so easy. It seems like you've done yeah, this before. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's, yeah. Yeah, there's was their first record on Universal, which, Jesus, I mean, come on. Peaked at number 13 on the Billboard 200. Yeah. I wonder how well it sold. How many records has this sold? Good question. Doesn't say. Doesn't say. Feel Good Drag went to number one on the modern rock charts and number eight on the 
bubbling under hot 100. I don't even know what the fuck that, that means. Sounds that sounds not like a up. list I would want to be on. It <laughs> sounds like it was made up. <laughs> uh, in the week of its release, New Surrender sold 36,000 units, entering the Billboard 200 at the, uh, 13, surpassing 19, which was reached by their previous record. Uh, it was also announced that the album had debuted at number five on the Billboard Top Modern Rock Alternative Albums chart and number one on the Top Christian Albums charts. Dang. In its first two weeks, New Surrender sold over 45,000 copies in the United States alone. The album held, a ground, held its ground on the Billboard 200, staying in the Top 100 for three weeks. So, yeah, it did pretty well. Yeah. But yeah, Feel Good Drag came back for that record. It was very bizarre. It was a little more polished. It was cleaned up. There wasn't screaming on it. Okay. You know, they put it, they made it radio, more radio friendly, essentially, which I think at the time too, you know, a lot of us were like, come on, man, what the fuck are we doing here? What is this? What are you guys doing? But yeah, it's an interesting one, man. You think that that was a decision by them or you think that was a decision by the label? I don't know. I, I, I guarantee you I could make a phone call or a couple of phone calls and have you that answer in about an hour <laughs> or send a couple of texts. Cause I know people that know, yeah. I don't know that I've ever asked or maybe someone's told me and I forgot, but I would imagine it was sort of like, we need another single or, you know, or they just would have been like, Hey, we always like this song. It's a fan favorite. What if we redo it and just reimagine it to be today, as opposed to when we were young fucks who were just flying by the seat of our pants. I, I, that's kind I don't of, know. That's Bands kind of, have done it before. That's kind of interesting, right? Like, if you think about years difference, if you were, if you t- take a song and think, okay, uh, how if we, we were taking this exact song now, and we were gonna and we were going to do it, how how would we do it differently than we did, you know, five years ago, or something like that? Yeah. Like like, I this you're gonna hate this example, but like you, uh, you know, taking a is this Hollywood? Like if you were going to, if you were going to record it right now, how would you record it compared to, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't, but you know what, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, it, that's interesting. If I, think, if I were, how well, you, we how, actually did do that song twice. That's the funny thing. Oh, you did. It's on two records. Okay. So I guess we follow the Amberlynn formula, if you will, I guess, but how many years difference was there between those two records? Two, two, Probably. I'll tell you the whole reason we did it. Uh, we always knew. Because, so the, the first record we put it on was a limited release. So there were only 300 copies. We did a show at the Firebird and we got rid of all 300 that night. Right. And that was the whole idea of it. Like, you got to be at the show or you're probably never going to get this record type thing. Mm-hmm. And we made it all about the fans. It was called the Your Name Here EP. So you could write your name on it. Like it's your record. Gotcha. We were so we were so cutting edge. And so that song was on it and the record. I hate that. I can't, I can't listen to that record. It was recorded in a garage. I hate every single fiber, every single sound, every single vocal, every single guitar tone, every single symbol. Hate it. Hey, I can't listen to it. Drives me insane. I was outvoted and it got released, but we always knew that that song was, it, it, it was picking up steam. Like when we played live, people were like, singing the words at us before we even ever recorded it. So we're like, we did a, 
I don't remember what it was, but I think it might have been a battle for Point Fest. Though you, we run, we won a recording session with Trailer Studios, which doesn't exist anymore. But it was essentially, you know, the same guys guy, I should say, that recorded Cavo and okay, a lot of these guys. So when we were talking to them, like, what, well, what song do we want to do? I think it was their idea. They're like, why don't you guys just re-record that fucking Hollywood song because everyone fucking loves it? And we're like, well. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be better quality, so we might as well make you know, then the rest is. So history. that that makes anyway. sense, I guess. Like to make a, a better quality because you know it wasn't great yeah, quality in, in the fir- in the first place. Light years difference. Yeah. Light years, dude. Yeah. Like, I can't even can't even begin to tell you. But, but but you know, like so we talked about in recent weeks, like the whole Taylor Swift thing, how she had re-recorded those uh, those albums but i know that was a different scenario on why she did that but yeah you know like i'm saying just thinking like a band who's been around you know say for 10 15 years it uh, you know for them to go back and re-record music that they put out 10 years ago now and reimagine it and, and you know I, I don't know if it would hit as well i'm sure that changes just because of the genres kind of change a little bit as far as how they sound and all yeah. that too. And then you also have, you know, people change, I guess, too. Their 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 music changes and depending on how you change the music, how are they gonna receive it and stuff like that too, you know? Yeah, no, I mean that makes sense. I mean, there have been plenty of bands to reimagine songs that, you know, were were technically speaking fan favorites. And I think I really just think it's about, it's about the execution. I think a lot of times it's going to fall on deaf ears because your fans want the song the way they want it. And, you know, I, I remember talking about her on a different episode, Deftones doing this. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. As a fan, I bought it and I appreciated it. But I don't need you to change any of your previous work. What did you? I, I think that's always been a... What? What did you think about the? Is, was it reanimation? Wasn't that the name of that album that Linkin Park did? Well, that's a little bit different, though. That's that's completely changing the the, the formula, though, right? Yeah, like that's they're true. taking song, you know. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. Another platinum record for them, by the way. Yeah, dude, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I thought that was cool. I thought that was yeah. I didn't have a problem with that. The you know the stuff they did that's the stuff they did with Jay Z right oh no 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 that was that was Collision Course oh fuck so re- oh wait reanimation it was just remixes right yeah okay yeah yeah and then they did the Jay Z record where they took their songs and mashed them up with his songs yeah right yeah 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 another platinum record yeah good god <laughs> yeah I like stuff like that man that's yeah. cool yeah but. I, it's always been a big pet peeve of mine, even though I just did it. But who the fuck am I? But it's always been a big pet peeve of mine when, like, it's one thing for an artist, like, you know, like, we talked about how I did, like, my top five Deftone songs because Chino came out and was, like, named his, not songs, records. He named his top records, and Brandon Boyd did it of Incubus. They were very, like, sort of sarcastically talking shit about it, some of the other stuff, even though they still play it. So it's one thing to, like, talk shit about it, when you're doing an interview, I'm okay with that. But don't be one of these guys who's like, I won't play the old stuff. I'm not going to uh, do it. Yeah, right. Don't be like Radiohead and not play Creep. You know, yeah. like, my my perfect example of, like, guys that don't give a fuck. Papa Roach is like, oh, 
We'll play Last Resort twice <laughs> during our set. Oh, you want to hear it twice? We'll play it. We'll twice. open and close with Last <laughs> yeah. Resort. <laughs> yeah. So don't even worry about it. Yeah. I love that shit, dude. Good for them. Like, why wouldn't you give the people the song they because you got to think of it this way too. When you're a band like that who plays to large festival crowds like that, there's a there's a heavy percentage of people there who only know you as the last resort band. That's true. They don't know Hollywood whore. They yeah. don't know fucking fear and all these fucking songs and they don't know that shit they know you as the last resort band and so you gotta play it and believe believe me when they realize oh fuck me this was the last resort band i liked everything i just heard yeah like they're gonna go oh yeah i'm a fan they're such an anomaly you know? of a band though dude like as far as um, like every record has a couple of singles that are really freaking good that people like and like they span Tons of radio. Thirty hits. years, dude, of just Tons hit of after hits, hit bro. after hit after hit. It's you know, if you think about like, you know, from us to the younger generation now that they're they are just you know still putting out hits. It's just it's just so crazy. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll say this too, man. For for me, um, you know, I often talk about times when I've met people and we joke about how disastrous it could have been or was or will be. And, you know, for me, Papa Roach, like, came out at a time. I was still a kid when they came out. Yeah. So, fast forward, like, several years later, when I met Jacoby, I was like, oh, shit. That's fucking Jacoby. Like, that's the kind of effect it has on you when it's someone who who you can kind of like relate to your childhood, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I've been like that. I mean, dude, I was five feet from Tom Morello on stage and I, sh I was pissing and shitting and <laughs> vomiting in my throat. And like, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. If he says anything to me, I'm going to make a fool of myself. I hope I, I hope he did like, so I'll say that about th those guys. They they came out at a time when you know the new metal thing was was huge, and and they, dude, they they pulled a lot of people in to a new sound, to a new genre, to whatever critics want to say about it. They may hate on it, but at the end of the day, they're still going. Yeah, and they're still gaining new fans every year by playing these festivals and being the last resort band. So as much as these people want to shit on it and be like, yeah, that music sucks. Like it, it wasn't, it, it was never going to last bullshit. Yeah. But, bullshit. But to go, to go back to, you know, you were talking about like recording in a garage. I don't know that they did that, but the, you know, their early records felt like were so raw as far as the sound goes. Like, um, uh, what's a, like walking through barbed wire and, you know, songs like that, like were so, I don't, to me, at least, we're so like. Is that from the first record? Yeah, I think so. Is that? Okay. Um, yeah. That record's called Last Resort, right? No. Um, oh, Between Angels and Insects. Yeah. No, no, no. No. I'm still getting it wrong. What, it's, I think it's the one with the baby and the headphones. I No, that's not their first record. 
Okay, then that's that, love hate tragedy. That it, that's one no? of the most underrated Are you records sure? Are you sure? of all time. Does it have like decompress- no? The first record has the Roach on it, dude. It has Last Resort and fucking okay. I'm not I'm broken not sa- home. I'm not and- saying walk, walking through Barbara was on the first record. I'm saying oh that okay, it was my bad. On the record, it was on with the baby and the headphones. I'm pretty sure we've had this conversation on this podcast before. Maybe so. It happens. Uh, love hate tragedy. Yeah, mm. it's a great record. It's a very good record. Yeah. Still, in my opinion, very underrated. Yeah, walking through barbed wire. They have M80 on that too. M80, like de- decompression period. Is that on that too? It is. Look at you. I know. Right? I see, dude. I don't know how you remember these song titles. I am so bad at this. <laughs> I got to Wikipedia that shit up. But yeah, so that that's one of those bands. the The lasting power and the staying power is huge. And and for me, again, like they were very, very. Like I'm watching them on TRL in my parents' house because I'm still a kid, and they're and I'm watching and I was like at that time too like I was very, I was easily influenced by music, and it was shortly after that when I started going to like punk shows and kind of getting a little bit off the beaten path of what I my MTV days where I would sit in my fucking my parents' house and watch MTV for six hours straight just thinking that that that's what i was gonna do uh-huh. i was a very confused person obviously <laughs> but you just wanted to meet carson daily right oh dude i'm talking even before that i'm talking like <laughs> but yeah i mean yeah <laughs> yeah i already had that i already had that meeting in my head i knew what i was gonna say to him it's gonna crack a joke anyway how do we start talking about that oh yeah amberlynn yeah i think amberlynn's just one of those bands it's it's a I wouldn't call it a cult following, but I think they're one of those bands that's appreciated for when they came out, how they sounded when they came out, and then how they evolved, just what they did for the scene. I just think they were a little bit different than a lot of the other bands, and that's, that's you know, I'm not trying to take away from any of the other bands of that time period, but Amberlynn was a little bit different, I think. Uh, that's Again, that's always the way that I perceived them to be. But Yeah, I, I for some reason, always felt like they were like closer to us too, like where they were actually formed out, but they're out of Florida. I wouldn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. I thought they were like out of Illinois or something like that, but I was way off. Well, they were, there was definitely a St. Louis connection because story toured with them a lot. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. They're pretty close with them. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Phil or moon, however you want to, sorry, moon, moon, formerly of story of the year. He was on, one of the songs on Never Take Friendship Personal. Oh, really? He was he was featured as a vocalist. Which one was it? Uh, the Runaways, yeah. Featuring Phil Sneed of Greek Fire and Story of the Year. It's a good song. What year was that? Very, very poppy, very, you know, huh? What year was that? What, what record? That record came out in 2005. Okay. And it, you know what? That, that couldn't have been too long after Greek Fire formed, right? Probably right around the time, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, okay. I don't know. I don't know. 2005 is, you're talking prime time story of the year. So. Yeah, I guess so. But another thing to bring up too, now that I've been on Wikipedia so much, I think another huge part of their their kind of buzz and, and people really taking to them 
as I mentioned, they were a Christian band, but they were also on the biggest at the time, what was considered to be Christian indie label called mm-hmm. Tooth and Nail, Tooth and Nail Records. Huge. Every Tooth and Nail band had its own cult following in whatever kind of way. So, so any any bands that I would recognize? You're going to make me do that. Let's I see am. here. <laughs> see what I can find. Norma Jean, Under Oath. Uh, I know those are two. God damn. Let me see here. Okay. I know I know of Norma Jean, but I don't know that I've ever listened I can't imagine to you would be a into song. Might be a little bit out of your wheelhouse. I, I also think I, I also think I always thought they were like a really hard band. They are, for, they are but they're oh, they, still oh, considered they but they're still considered Christian. No, they are. Yeah, definitely Christian. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um Okay, let me just... Oh, God, this is taking me back. So, like I said, Under Oath, Norma Jean, a uh, band called Acceptance, which is really good. I think you'd really like them. Emory, I think you'd like them. Really cool band. I've heard of them. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else who you might know. As Cities Burn is... Fuck, one of my... They have one of my favorite records ever. Blindside, you know who Blindside is? They're on Tooth and Nail. You know Blindside? I do. You know the song Pitiful? Think, yeah, I think so. It's been in ten movies, probably. Uh who else? P O D. Right. Oh, they were on Tooth used, and Nail. Really? Used to be a long time ago before it really blew up. MXPX. You know who that is, right? Yeah. Also, did not know that was a Christian band. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of these bands you wouldn't know, like Thousand Foot Crutch. You know, they're I knew, a Christian yeah, I knew band, that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so a lot of these bands have been on that label. Or, well, all of these bands, I'm sorry, have been okay. on that label at is, some point in time. Is it still a label? No. No? Okay. No. Well, actually, that's a good question. No. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, so they, I guess they sold off everything to Sony Music. So I guess it's, okay, yeah, so it's Red Music now. Yeah, so the, like, Tooth & Nail... The label itself is not a label anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I think uh, Amberlin's influence comes from a lot of places, but the Christian thing definitely, as much as people don't like talking about it, I think it helps a lot. You know, I think, did you watch the punk rock NBA with Sonny from POD on it? I didn't. Did you watch any I, of that? I listened to it. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Cause I so think he even I, talks I, about I, like, well, I think that's what I was, um, because we had talked about this a little while back. Um, and when he was talking about how they, because of them, these labels were trying to get more Christian bands on the label. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking a while ago when you were talking about Tooth and Nail. I was wondering, is that the label that he was talking about? That once they signed POD, now it's like they're they're asking POD, who else can we get to you know to come over here with us? I think he was more talking about once they went to a major label, I think major labels were trying to scoop up Christian bands who they thought could potentially sell. And a lot of them were and still do sell. Yeah. You know, Skillet still does really fucking well. Do you think that most people would know Skillet was a Christian band? I don't know. It's a good question. I uh, probably not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so, but they, are you a Skillet fan? 
Not really. Not really. No. Okay. I mean, it, it's fine for what it is. You know, it's yeah. one of those bands. They are what they are. But no, I mean, no. Gotcha. It's, no, no. Christian butt rock. No, <laughs> probably, probably good. But dude, you can't deny what they do and and their influence. I mean, they're fucking. They're huge. Yeah. Huge. You know. They, they're one of those bands. They have platinum records, and you could survey ten people on the street. Nine out of ten aren't going to know who the fuck Skillet is. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Now, you pull those same ten people, and you ask them, "Do you know who Corn is?" Right? Or you know, like look at another platinum selling band, Pod, for instance. Yeah. You know, um, they're more likely to know. The other two, as opposed to Skillet. Skillet's could just flown under the radar. They do what they do. Is they, Hailstorm well, a Christian band? I don't think so. Okay. Um, you said Skillet flew under the radar. I'm gonna say I, think I for don't, a long time. I, maybe okay. I'm gonna say I don't think they they have for a, quite a while though, because you said you asked most you asked ten people, do you know who Skillet is? They may say no, but if you play three of their biggest songs, they're going to know who that is. Name their three biggest songs. I know one song. I know the song Monster. Okay. Um, you're going to make me look up there. I got it right here. Okay. So before I do that, uh, Skillet has sold over 12 million albums worldwide, including 4 million in the United States. The best-selling album by Skillet is Awake, which sold yes. over 2 million copies. Yes. Which so, is let's see, incredibly he- impressive. Hero, I got it right here. Comatose, hero. Yeah, well, I don't know any of these songs. You dude. would know them Stop if you li- if you heard them. You would know them. I guarantee. Do they get played <laughs> on the point anymore? I don't know. I haven't listened. Like to if the they point. have a new single come out, does the point play it? I haven't heard in a long time. Okay. Uh, let's see. Should tell our non-St. Louis fans that the point is our local rock oh, station. Oh yeah, good point. But you know what? Uh, well, we'll get into that when we talk about something else. Never mind. I had I had a thought, but I'll well, save it. Let's let's roll into it. We've we've done a well, half an hour on Am- based off of Amberlynn. Vibe, <laughs> which dude, was a, I did ran- not a random you to thing. Go there. I was I kind of <laughs> took a few trips down memory lane, dude. To be honest with you, man. Was, I kind of thought you might. So yeah. Um, well, I think one of the interesting things is uh, Loudwire put out their list for the 40 most played rock songs on radio. Okay. In 2022. Or songs, I, I'm sorry, 40 most played songs on rock radio in 2022. Now, oh, I think there's like a huge it? consensus of people that think that radio doesn't fucking matter anymore, including Finn McKenty, because he did a video about this list. And he talks about like, I don't think bands really care about being on the radio anymore. And I, I'll, I'll say this. he He might be right. He might be right because you don't need to be on the radio to be successful. However, I think getting on the radio in specific markets can help tremendously. Okay. Now I'm not saying every band strives for it. You know, like 20 years ago, you wanted to be on the radio. Yeah, absolutely. You wrote songs like, how do I get this on the radio? Will it be played on the radio? Right. I don't think bands are thinking that way, but. Again, if you can get on a radio station in a market like, say, St. Louis, St. Louis, it's going to work wonders for your tours coming up, 
your shows, blah, blah, blah. You're going to get more people at your shows. You're going to sell more merch. So it's this, this funnel effect of like, ultimately it will help you in the long run. Look at a band like wage war. Yeah. For instance, without radio play, would they ever play a show or to do a, do a tour with three days grace? No, they're both radio. They're both bands that are being played on the radio in several different markets. It's easy to put a package together, slap the radio station's name on the show, and say one of five seven. The point presents three days grace with wage war. Now, how does this benefit wage war? Well, wage war is going to go to that show, and there's going to be thousands of point listeners who don't really know who they are. They're just going to go, oh, yeah, that, that that's that band that gets played on the radio. They're going to watch their full set. They're going to go check out their merch. Yep. And they are now going to be fans, a right. large portion of them. Right. That's what radio can do. It's the power of influence, dude. That's why Point Fest is so successful every year. But People go because they want to see the bands that they hear on the radio. You're, you're, you're right. Um, but... Does wage war need to be played on the point to get the same the same recognition you're talking about? Like, it, it does does wage war need to be played on the point if they are going to be put on a you know a, a package tour with Three Days Grace? Because all those point listeners are still there to see Three Days Grace. They're still going to see Wage War and their full set. They're still going to go check out their merch. If they like them, they like them. If they don't, they don't whether they heard them on the point or not. Well, what about the people that couldn't go to that show? But they've they've heard uh what song do they do they play Relapse on the point? One of those songs. Pri but they've heard Relapse for 8 months now. Yeah. Pr so the next Prison, time Wage War comes through. What? Prison is that the other one? Is it pr something Prison? Mo no. I think so. Relapse and Circle the Drain maybe. I don't know. Anyways, but I can't remember. I've only heard on the point once because I've only listened to the point a couple of times in the last year. But and I'm, I mean, no disrespect. But for those folks that couldn't go to that show, they've been listening to that song for eight fucking months. So the next well, time you, Wage War comes to town, yeah. you have your Wage War fans right. plus all the fucking radio listeners. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that the radio isn't doing a a good thing no, I, for, you, for these bands. I get it. I'm just saying that, like, for that example. Wage war is still going to be on the bill with you know, with them. However, what well, I'm not saying radio is the reason they got on that bill, but what I am saying is that radio made it a possibility. Yeah. Okay. When you have a, when you have a, a person booking a tour like that, they're more likely to take a chance on the band that actually gets played in the same markets as the headlining band, right? As opposed to a band that is not, right? It's 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 a safe pick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, whether they're new to the markets or not, which Wage War was when that show happened, doesn't matter. Again, you can say presented to you by blah 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 blah. Check out their single da da da, and you have people hooked. Yeah. I think it's a winning formula for some markets, man. And do I think that all bands need to aspire to be on the radio? No. Do I think it matters to a lot of bands who are in markets where the radio doesn't do as well like a place as St. Louis? No, focus on something else. There are other ways to get it done. But, you know, if you're an up-and-coming band who is still yet to really 
you know, develop that fucking, you know, audience like you want, radio is going to be a huge part of that if if you get on it. Yeah. In those markets, now outside of those markets, I mean, look at a band like, for instance, we just talked about in Three Days Grace. Do you think Three Days Grace does well in fucking L.A.? No. No, Fuck I no. doubt it, yeah. No, they don't, they, they don't do well in New York. They don't do well in Philly. They do well here. The flyover states. Fuck you if you want to call them that. That's fine, but they do well here. Yeah. They play fucking big venues here, you know? So, and look at a band like Papa Roach. Papa Roach is from California. Yeah. But their audience lives, dies, and breathes Papa Roach. Yeah. I did that in reverse order. You did. But, I was going to let it go, but. <laughs> uh, I did. At least I caught it. They, 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 they're from the Midwest. You know? Yeah. So. So what what was Finn McKinty saying? Uh, what was his reasoning by saying that bands don't care to radio. be on the radio anymore? Just because they it's don't think it. Just, yeah, it's 2022. It just doesn't matter anymore. So you know, they have so, TikTok. They have. So uh, you is. Know, well, okay. Yeah. TikTok. Or I was going to say like, is Spotify playlists the new radio? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I think he even probably mentioned that. Yeah. Which so, I mean, they have several is, different things. There's but. no market in that, right? It's just across the across the board, across the world, across the country, whatever. It's just. What do you mean? Are you saying there's not a there's not, yeah yeah you're right yeah no there's not a yeah it's all over but that's yeah. fine. But again, I would I would question how many of those well. Yeah, I'll ask the question. You get on a playlist, which turned into, I don't know, 10,000 new streams. How many of those people are actually going to go to your next show should you show up to their city? Right. We don't have analytics on that. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. So, but it, it, I don't know. How do you think, do you think radio stations are pulling from that? Like for pulling from Spotify playlists and stuff like that. Mm. Man, I think they could be influenced by him. Yeah, I mean, as as someone who's been in the room with the program director, who talked about how and why they would take a chance on a band like two of the bands I've been in. Um, when I was a part of those conversations, we didn't have analytics such as here's how many Spotify, right streams we have right so i can only imagine it helps i can't say that it hurts yeah i don't know to be you know i don't know as a matter of fact but i cannot say that it hurts so now on this this loudwire uh list you're talking about did i i want to say i heard about this already didn't uh three days grace have the number one good question let's find out I think they we'll did. go. We'll go backwards. Jelly Roll Dude, number two. I have heard this wow. song, that song, so many freaking times. Can I? Can I tell you something? Uh huh. Never, never heard that song. Are you sure? Positive. Never heard it. Okay. And I, I want Jelly Roll to know, <laughs> to know, because he's listening. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro, that I've never heard your song. I still want to have drinks with you. <laughs> Um, three yep. days grace. So I've never heard this song. I, I have no idea. I've only song. heard a clip of it. I haven't heard this record. I've only heard a clip of Pull it this up. song. Let's listen to this song. Okay, here we go. 
I've never heard it. Also, this album cover, cover, Jesus. I don't like it at all. It bothers me. Because this bothers me, man. And the album is called Explosions. <laughs> all right, ready. So, what is this song called again? It's called So Called Life. You don't. Oh, here we go. Sounds like Three Days Grace. Uh, yeah, and I feel like this is an old style of music video. It, it dude, it is. Just doing. I was gonna actually just bring that up. Doing a video in like a broken house. Like a broken, dick, it looks like broken home by yeah. Papa Roach. Yeah, it does. All right, I've heard enough. It sounds like Three Days Grace. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not the the. We've talked about this before. I'm not the biggest fan of Three Days Grace anymore. Dude, when I saw him, it was very cool. It was fun. It was a good time. Uh, that singer was hammered, and he he still did a good job. They, As someone who likes to have drinks before they get on stage, <laughs> I appreciated that. They have one song that I, that I liked. Um, um, I think it's called Mountain. That's a pretty okay. good song, but um, that's it. I I still listen to um, Saint Asonia here and there. I liked their first record, but after that, I'm not the biggest fan anymore. Woof. Um, who's that? Is that a? That's Adam Adam Gontier's new band. Okay. I okay. say new band. I was thinking Miles anymore, Kennedy but... for some reason. So that was the number one. That's the number one listened to song on rock radio this year. Okay. Which is weird, if you ask me. Because it just sounds like... But again, I'm, I i don't want to be a hater here. But I get it. It's Three Days Grace. They rule rock radio. Does that... Is that also based off of touring? Like, do bands... Or do, do uh, radio stations pick up songs of bands that are going to be touring into their region? So if you like... Like, if you have a band who's touring all across the nation... They're going to be in more markets, like their songs are being played in more markets. Does that make sense, or is it vice versa? Uh, no, you, no, you're, you're, yeah, you're right, yeah. Okay. They'll get played in as many markets as possible. I mean, if they think it's a good idea, you know. Yeah. So, I Red Hot Chili Peppers number three. I don't I've know never this heard song. this song. Nope. Me and I can't believe that people are listening to it on the radio. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to hate because. They have one of my favorite records of all time, but what does this song sound like? I I, I don't know. You don't want to look it up, do you? No. Now that's Roach Kill the Noise. Have you listened to this record, Ego Trip? No. Uh, it's pretty good. Was released last year. Yeah. Have you heard the song? Well, Kill the Noise is the big song off of it. That's really good. Um, Sw- I think Swerve is on that too. I think they put it uh, with Fever three three three. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I remember that, yeah. I've heard that, uh, bits and pieces of that, I think. Okay. Can I ask you something? I'm listening. How do we eradicate Earth of Shinedown? You don't like Shinedown? No. <laughs> no. Again, not to be a hater, but God, I can only imagine what Planet Zero sounds like. It's Falling like, in it, reverse, it, good it, for them. Uh, I thought that record was older. 
than this last year. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, it could be. It's probably just picking up steam. Oh, okay. Good it's point. Probably just catching. Good point. Zombify. I mean, that's that's a that's a good song. I don't know who this is. Is that that's lead singer Disturbed, right? That's oh, David. Yeah. Draymond, it does say Dray- David Draymond right in front of me. Um, I don't know. Nita who Strauss. I don't know who that is. I know her name. Giovanni and the Hired Guns. No idea. We have to know what this is, right? From the album Tejano Punk Boys. <laughs> look it up. You're really going to make me look this up? Uh, yeah. All right, here we go. Let's see. I'm on the road again. Half drunk with a lit cigarette. I don't know when. Is this Jelly Roll? I'll be back in this town. Yeah, pause it. At least that's what I... Okay, so already, is this like the new thing? Is this going to be the new sound moving forward? This be- like faux country? Like, because it sounds like meets, Jelly Roll? Yeah, but like this faux country style of singing meets butt rock riffs. Is that a, is that a thing now? Well, yeah, because that's what's, like it, that's what's selling. That I mean, that's the, you know, the country artists that are trying to sound like, or, you know, that are, tra- are crossing over into rock. It's now... Now we're just making one genre out of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm angry. Go ahead. <laughs> Are we playing more? Here we go. But I tell yeah. her, baby, I'm, saying, I'm intrigued. I'm not going to lie. Much. I'm leaving in the air. Baby, are you saying? I know that you drank too much. And this is what she said to Are these me. actually the dudes? Hang on. What does that sound like? There's a. Does that sound? I'm just a, a teenage, teenage dirtbag dirt baby. What the fuck? Baby. It does, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's a little bit like it. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. The riffs are very similar. I mean, it's a very generic <laughs> chorus, but. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've heard enough of that. Yeah, I have too. But I, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. I did not expect that to be what that sounded like. Uh. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Man, I don't know what's going on. I need. I guess I need to listen to the radio more because I have no idea what's happening. Well, you know? I, I mean, would you would you do that? Just I, I, I don't know. That faux country style of singing really drives me crazy, though. Yeah. I can't stand that shit. That's why I said, is that and Jelly again, Roll? Like, I mean, it, it sounds... I knew you were going to say that. So again, Jelly Roll, if you're listening, I mean, no disrespect. I still want to have drinks, but no, I, don't, I can't and, and I, stand that shit. I, I didn't dislike what I just heard. Like, I would listen to more I don't, of, of it, that. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Just but, to see. Like, that feels like the new whisper singing to me. You remember when you're... Do you remember in the, like... 2010s when whisper singing got really popular who everybody was give me a band uh i don't know bands there were a lot of pop artists but i'm sure there were bands doing it too but there were a lot of pop artists doing it okay what's the female uh 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 grimes we actually just watched a video of her before i started the show she did it a lot i just i hate that shit yeah ghost I had no idea Ghost was on the radio, so good for them. I think they played a show in St. Louis not too long ago. Yeah, you're probably right. 
Black Keys did not know that they had anything out. I didn't either. Uh, I'm not a Black Keys fan, by the way. Not really either. Yeah. Pop Evil. Pop Evil has music out. I didn't know that either. Ooh. Ooh. One of my least favorite bands of all time. <laughs> Muse. I cannot stand Muse. Okay. Who is Dorothy? Oh, yeah. She. Um... Oh, yeah. Play this for me because I'm sure it's... I'm going to love it. Oh, God. All right. Dorothy, rest in peace. That's what the song's called is Rest in Peace. Yep. I think if it if it uh tells you anything, I think she was on a bill with um what's the other chick singer that you can't stand? Diamante? Yes. That with her. <laughs> Well, I already made it. Oh. Oh. Blood on my hands, what's done is done. Left it by the road with the crows and the dust. Heart so hollow, deep as a cave one. Okay, I don't like it. Dude. Do you like, um... Do you like in this moment? Is that a dumb question? Uh, some of it. Some, some of, of it. it. Like the earlier stuff, the harder stuff? I even like when they got a little bit weird and a little bit more butt rocky. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, the earlier stuff is. So. Yeah, there uh, we go. Okay. What, 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 so wait, why did you ask about in this moment? Just because I was thinking of other. I was trying to think of a female a f- female-led band that you might li- mm. actually like. And I was thinking the harder I, I like route them, yes. is the yes. route to go on that. <laughs> I, I like them, yes. Okay. Uh, but again, I have not listened to them since probably the record with blood on it. Yeah. Uh, which was like what really got them, like broke them yeah. on the radio and all that shit. They were on that uh, uproar tour that we did. Yeah, that's right. And so... Funny thing was, is I, I I did not meet Maria there. I met her before that, but I met so I ran into two of the the band the other guys in the band uh, said hello to them. They were cool, but so you got to be careful how I explain this story. So I booked an event at Pops during when Hailstorm and In This Moment were playing a show. So I essentially bought like a vi I got like a VIP area. It's like a bunch of us were going to show up to this show. However, what I had to do first was go to the VIP area and set up some stuff, right? So I got to Pops like earlier in the day. The bands were doing their sound checks and stuff. You know, this is like way before Doors. So the lead singer, Maria from In This Moment, she has a bunch of like outfit changes she does throughout the show. So... I'm up in that balcony area where the VIP area is. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Above, above, above the where stage. they do the sound and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm up there with another person, and we're just doing our thing. We're not paying attention to them at all. And we get a knock on the door, and it's their tour manager or one of their people. Hey, you guys can't be up here. She's doing dress rehearsals right now. And we're like, oh, uh, yeah, we don't even know what's going on. Like, we're not paying attention. Well, she doesn't want anyone to see what the outfits are going to be before the show. Are you guys going to be at the show? 
Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, guy, we don't fucking care <laughs> what our outfits are. Believe me, we're not going to spoil it. We're not yeah. going to tell anyone. Also, we're way back here. Come here where we are. You can't see. We don't even. We don't see her. You got to leave. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't because I'm paying for this area. And we also have, we're going to be people here at the show who paid to be at the show. So, no, I don't. I don't have to leave. And he like went and got somebody else and like security from, from Pops and the security guard from Pops. I won't name his name. He knows who he is if he ever hears this. He's like, no, no, those guys are good. We're not going to make them leave. Oh, yeah, but no, no, no. Those guys pay for that VIP area. They need to be here right now. It's fine. Trust me. They're VIP, meaning we know them. Right. Right. Uh-huh. They're not going to spit. They're not going to break any secrets of the show to anybody. So very, very weird. So that night I ended up saying hello to her. And uh, I could tell as I'm talking to her, the, the fucking dude who knocked on the door first was like behind her eyeballing me and shit. And I was just being polite. Like I was just saying hello, like good show, you know, the, the nice thing to do. Um, Cause she came up to the VIP area. It's like, yeah, it was a really good show. Nice to meet you. Blah, 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 blah. And the dude was just like fucking looking through my skull with his eyes. I wanted to be like, fuck you, motherfucker. I told you, motherfucker. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> You're in my area now, bitch. Um, but yeah, no, I like them. I like them. They're cool. Okay. I don't think we're going to make it through this list, but let me just see no. if there's anybody else who's yeah, really let's, goofy. Let's do a little bit of a scrolling. A little bit of scrolling through. Okay. Motionless and white. Good for them. Corn. Corn. Good for uh, Hailstorm. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, dude. I'm just not a hell's bad wolves. What? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Another three days gray song. Dang. Yeah, who fucking listens to Jack White on the radio? That's a that's a cult following, right? Another shine down song. Five. You got to figure there's gonna be some F F D P on there, that's right? Right. Yeah. Handsome disturbed. Disturbed is still making album covers like this. I guess, man. I would love for them to just have like a donkey on an album cover or something. <laughs> just throw everybody. <laughs> just disturbed donkey. That would be and hilarious. call the album Donkey too. That would be hilarious. Uh, Foo Fighters, Volbeat. I love Volbeat. I do too. That's actually, I like that. I like that record. See, that's a record That is kind of cool looking, yeah. I, I need to listen to more Volbeat. I also need to listen to more Asking Alexandria. Oh, nothing more, really? Whoa. Okay. I didn't know they got played on the radio. Uh, that Jesus hey Christ. that that no apology song. If you haven't heard it, it's actually pretty cool. Like you should you should check Is it that out. Papa Roach. Yeah, yeah it's actually it it's actually. I have him. not listened to anything new by them. It's actually him talking about his. Uh, <laughs> it's actually him talking about his dad leaving leaving when he was really young. But okay, uh, yeah, Fozzie. Who are, man. Who are the program go. directors saying? You know what we need on our station, Fozzie. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen's son. Yeah. Not a fan. Whoa. whoa. Bad Omens. Oh, good for okay. them. I couldn't figure out what's going on with that for a second. Yeah, I don't, sorry. I don't think. Bring me the horizon. I don't know if I've heard that song or not. Die for you? Yeah. Maybe I have. It's a good song. Is it? Probably one of my favorite songs in 2021. Wow. Actually, no, I did a video and I said it was. Yeah. No, it definitely is. It's a okay. good song. Very poppy. This is a good song. That album's great. Have you checked this album out yet? Uh-uh. Oh, you need to. I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll get a hold of it. Yeah. Falling in reverse again. FFDP oh, we got again? some more FFDP. What? More Sta- what? Jesus. Stations are playing so much five fingers still. I don't know. 
That's kind of what Finn McKinty was saying. So you and him should go bowling together. Bush. Oh, Bush had a song out. Really? I'm gonna have to check that out too. That's very. I so again. I yeah. Maybe I take back what I said about radio. I don't know, but nonetheless, I it, radio matters. I dude, you want to put me on the radio? Put me on the radio. Radio station calls me tomorrow. I'm like, hey, we're gonna play it. Good, play it. Do it. Well, so. well, yeah, but that's all. That, that's more of a. It can't hurt anything, right? No. What the fuck is it hurting? That, that's so. my, that's what I'm saying. Like that's a big reason why you would say, yeah, put me on the radio. That's fine. Do that. Cause it's, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it can't get to an, an audience, I guess, but I just don't know. I mean, the numbers just have to be way, way, way freaking down for people who are actually listening to a radio station to hear music. Not here. You don't think so? Doesn't seem like it. Does it? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, you're not listening to the radio. You're right, I'm not. <laughs> but I would. I will. I'm what? gonna start. No, you won't. <laughs> Dude, we went from Amberlynn to Dorothy. Oh, My man. brain hurts. Oh, My brain man. hurts That's so bad. Funny. That's funny. Well, do you want to talk about Chris Farley before we get out of here? So, so is today the 25th anniversary of his death? No, it, it was recent. Oh. Um, it blew my mind when I heard when I heard that it's already been 25 years. That's insane. That's a little bit crazy. It's a little bit crazy. It's insane. Um, but the main reason I knew is because uh, I that fly on the wall podcast I told you about that I listened to with David Spade and um, um, Dana Carvey. They actually did a two part. Uh, two part show episode one and two and it's like two and a half hours a piece but they're going through like all the people and doing interviews with like the first one is Adam Sandler and then uh, they did an interview with like Chris Farley's mom and brother and uh, Chris do they have Rob Lowe on yep I listened to that one yesterday Rob Lowe uh, Chris Rock like a lot of SNL guys and all that kind of stuff it's pretty good Rob Lowe talked about Chris Farley when he was on Rogan, and it was funny. Oh, really? Funny. Rob Lowe seems like a cool guy, by the I way. I think he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he seems like a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, he talked about Chris Farley. He talked about how like they would go out like for dinner after shooting, and Chris Farley would always get the biggest steak on the menu. Yeah. And he would put giant slabs of butter on it, and he's <laughs> he like, look, just... it's got a little hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he yeah. actually he actually told that story on on uh okay i figured he too. would that's why i brought so, it up yeah. so funny he said he w- yeah. he said he ordered two full porterhouse steaks and and it's not like they he put some butter on every st- on both steaks it's every bite he takes it's the yeah. it's the little it's butter little it's the little butter that you actually pull the top off of and then oh that's great butter <laughs> It is. That's good, good shit. That's good shit. But could you imagine putting that on that every piece? Dude, of you put steak? that on a piece of fucking <laughs> warm bread. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Diarrhea for days for me, but it's still <laughs> delicious. What's your favorite Chris Farley movie? Go. Uh, Tommy Boy. Yeah, it's got to be. It's yeah. got to be. Yeah. It's got to be. So. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Well, let's get out of here. <laughs>